Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and today we're going to dive deep into 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and find out you can overcome anything the devil will ever try to bring against you. I'm doing my brand new series, which is called Chosen by God. When you really realize that God has chosen you to do something, it changes your life. And my friends, God really has pointed his finger at you. Maybe he's pointing his finger at you right now saying, hey, I've got a specific job for you. And this series is designed to help you to wake up to what God wants you to do. But I want to remind you that right now, we're also offering you my brand new, wonderful, full-color book called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. I just love that title because I discovered there was so much more to the Christmas story that no one had ever told me. I remember as a young boy sitting at my father's feet when he would read me the Christmas story and my sisters year after year, and I just relished every word of it. But when I got older, I found out there was so much more I had never heard of. And for 25 years, I said, one of these days, I'm going to write a book about this. Well, I finally did it, and it's fully illustrated, and it is amazing, and I want you to get a copy of it. Listen to this. In a culture where Santa seems to overpower the reason for the season, it's time to return to the true meaning of Christmas. In Rick Ritter's timeless new book, Christmas, the Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Details like who exactly was Joseph, the father of Jesus? Why did God choose Mary? What was the star that guided the wise men? Who were the wise men who came to see Jesus? How far did they travel? And what was the value of the gifts they brought to Christ? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the Rest of the Story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across decorated pages in a coffee table size format. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. This is a sweeping portrait of the Christmas story, allowing readers to reflect on why Jesus came at the dawn of the first century and ultimately the reason for his birth. With stunning illustrations and nearly 300 pages, your family can create a tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Please go online or give us a call to order your copy of Christmas, the rest of the story. And this week, we're also offering you my series called Chosen by God. It is a 15-part series that comes in all kinds of formats with a wonderful study guide so that you can read it while you're listening to this or seeing this and really get this teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you my book by the same title called Chosen by God. 
The foreword is written by my friend Joyce Meyer. The back of the book says, whether you've discovered the will of God or you're still in the process of discovery, you can rest assured that God has a perfect plan for your life from the very beginning and try as you might, you will never find true fulfillment until you're walking in the divine purpose that is unique to you only. God really created works for you to walk in. That's what the Bible tells us. But today, I'm going to ask you a question. If God really has a divine plan for you and he's chosen you to do something marvelous, then why are you experiencing so many hassles along the way? Well, the devil hates the light bearer. And if God's given you an assignment, you have light that's going to make a difference in someone's life. And the devil in order to get rid of the light, often attacks the light bearer, and that might be you. And today I want you to reach for your Bible, and I'm going to show you that this is not a unique experience. But why are you experiencing so many hassles along the way as you attempt to do what God has chosen you to do? Well, let's go back to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, where the Bible says, Whatever is born of God overcometh the world. It's talking about you, if you're born of God. If you're not born of God, call us. We want to pray with you to be born again. But according to this verse, whatever is born of God overcometh the world. The verse could be rendered. For whatever is born of God overcomes masters and champions itself over absolutely everything that is in the world. We have everything we need in us to overcome any opposition. But it doesn't mean opposition won't try to come against us. As we saw yesterday in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, even the Apostle Paul described opposition that came against him. Listen to what he said. Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Notice Paul draws attention to himself. That's because even in his life, he was already a legendary apostle. People thought of him as a spiritual giant. And now he says, it happens to everybody, even I. I wanted to come to you once and again, even I. But Satan hindered us. And here Paul is giving witness that in his own walk of faith, he's had some hassles along the way. And the word Satan that he uses in this verse, the Greek word Satanus, describes one who hates, one who accuses, one who slanders or conspires against, which means the devil wants to stop you so badly, he'll develop all kinds of conspiracies to stop you. And then Paul adds, but Satan hindered us. And the word hindered is a form of the Greek word egkopto. I'm going to read to you from my notes. It was used to describe the breaking up of a road to make it impassable. So the Apostle Paul is describing what normally would be an impasse. He said, I wanted to get to you, but I hit an impasse when I was coming. And he said, it happened once and again. This kind of impasse made it impossible for a traveler to get where he needed to go. And as a result, the traveler's trip was hindered. That's why it's translated hindered in this verse, delayed or postponed or temporarily put off. The traveler could take another route to get to the same destination, but the alternative route was inconvenient, cost extra money, took more time that could have been used in another way. And the word hindered is also an athletic term, which was used to picture a runner trying to elbow another runner out of the race. That is the word that Paul 
uses here. And he literally said to the Thessalonians, I wanted to come to you, not just once, but several times. And I kept hitting an impasse. Satan created all kinds of conspiracies to stop me from getting there. And once when I was en route, he even tried to elbow me out of the race. He experienced a few hassles along the way. But I want to read to you from my book, Chosen by God, just two paragraphs from page 49. And please, order this book. You'll be so glad that you did. By using this word hindered, Paul informs us the demonic attacks inconvenienced even him on occasion. Satan craftily sought to abort advances of the gospel by arranging unexpected problems that delayed, postponed, and hindered the missions in Paul's heart. But did Paul just sit down and cry because it didn't work? No. Did he throw in the towel and quit? No. The apostle Paul never stopped because the devil tried to get in his way. No impasse, no roadblock was going to stop him. He refused to take no for an answer. He was going to get the job done regardless of the inconvenience, how much money, time, or effort was required. He was so resolute about doing what he was called to do that he always found a way to do it. Now, I'm going to tell you that if you do anything God has called you to do, the devil will try to get in your way. You just have to make a decision. You're going to bulldoze through that attack. And you have the word of God. You have the name of Jesus. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. And my friends, you have the power to bulldoze it out of the way and keep moving. But an example of an attack that happened to the Apostle Paul can be found in Acts chapter 19. He had been in Ephesus for three years, built the biggest ministry it ever had in one single location, and suddenly the unthinkable took place. A big revolt happened in the theater of Ephesus, and suddenly all the pagans of the city were outraged against the gospel preachers, especially against the apostle Paul, and the believers in Ephesus were so concerned that Paul would be murdered, they put him on a ship and sent him out of town. He didn't even have an opportunity to tell anybody farewell. He didn't get to hug them. And on his way out of town, he could have thought, oh my goodness, I've given three years of my life and I've just lost everything. He could have pulled out a box of Kleenex and cried all his way to the next city, but that wouldn't have changed a thing. The devil had attacked Now he needed to find a way to continue his ministry. And it seemed like the door to Ephesus had been closed. So what did he do? He looked for a window to reach the church. And he went down to the seaside city of Miletus, which was not so far away, rented a big venue and said, hey, if I can't go to them, then I'm going to ask the leaders in Ephesus to come see me. And they traveled all the way to Miletus. The Apostle Paul had a marvelous meeting, hugged them, taught them, addressed them, told them what they needed to do. And at the very end of the day, he could say, mission accomplished. He didn't stop just because a door closed. He looked for a window of opportunity. And you have to have the mindset that you're going to do whatever God has called you to do. If God has chosen you, God has equipped you to do whatever you need to do. But when we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul begins to list events 
that he encountered that would have shattered a normal man. But the devil wasn't able to stop Paul because Paul made the commitment to be unstoppable. And when you come to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 27, listen to what he writes. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. And he's referring to people who say that they're more spiritual than he is. Now he's describing his own life and his own ministry. And notice what he says. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons, more frequent in deaths off of the Jews. Five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck a night and a day. I've been in the deep in journeyings often. And then he begins to listen list multiple perils that he's been through in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the city, in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in thirst and hunger, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. This man has been through amazing things in his life. You know, Denise and I have been through a lot of things over the course of our ministry. We've dealt with bombs on airplanes. We've dealt with crashed economies, revolutions, demonstrations, currencies that change and change and change. We've dealt with the mafia. In fact, we have dealt with so many things over the course of our ministry that people said, one of these days you need to put that in a book. So we did. The book is called unlikely. (laughs) And the reason we call it unlikely is because it's so unlikely that anybody could have lived through all of these events and still have joy and still be walking in victory. My friends, you have to be bound and determined that regardless of what happens to you, you're going to keep bulldozing ahead. And that's why we wrote our story called unlikely, which you can get at our website, runner.org. But regardless of the roadblocks that Satan tried to set before the Apostle Paul, none of those difficulties could knock him out of the race. And when you see all of these hardships and understand what they are, it's truly amazing. For example, let's begin in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, where Paul begins by describing his work ethic. He says, in labors, more abundant. The word labors is the Greek word kopas, ay, ay, ay. The word kopas describes the most physical, wearisome kind of labor. It was the very word used to describe a farmer who was plowing his field during the hottest temperatures of the year. The sweat is pouring from his brow as the sun beats down upon him. But hey, it's time to plow. It's not time to sit in the shade. That's the word that is used here. And Paul uses this word kopos to say, I was willing to do anything that was required of me to plant the seed, to till the soil, to sow the gospel. And then he says more abundant. The words more abundant are translation of the Greek word perisos, which here is used in the superlative tense, meaning very, very abundantly. It could be translated, I worked more abundantly than most, or you could translate it, I worked more than anybody can begin to comprehend. And in a certain way, here he's rebuking the lazy bones in the church who say they do a lot, but really don't do much. 
And Paul really says, hey, when it comes to hard work, no one worked harder than me. And then he adds, in stripes above measure. The word stripes is a translation of the Greek word plege, which means to smite, to hit, to wound, or to violently beat, or to violently strike. It is the very word we find used in Acts chapter 16, verse 33. The Apostle Paul had amazingly experienced a divine earthquake while he was in prison that set him free. But before he was set free, first they brought him and they plague. They violently beat him. They violently struck him. They ripped his flesh open. And when the earthquake was over, Paul was set free and the prisoner got saved, the Bible tells us in Acts 16.33, and the prisoner took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. That's one of those experiences that the Apostle Paul was talking about. But notice he says, in stripes above measure. That means it happened more than once. How do we know that? Because the words above measure are a translation of the Greek word hooperbalo. The word hooper means above and beyond what is normal or expected. The word balo means to throw. But when you compound the two words together, this is the very word used to picture an archer who takes his bow, pulls back on the string, shoots his arrow toward a target, but it shoots way, way, way over the bullseye. And this word, above measure, translated from the Greek word, Hooper Balo describes anything beyond the range of what could be considered normal, which means, hey, my friends, if you know somebody that's been beaten, they haven't been beaten like me. I've been beaten beyond your imagination. Then he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, in prisons more frequent. <laughs> the word prisons is the Greek word phulake. That is terrible because the word phulake is not just a place of custody or a prison ward, but it was a place heavily guarded by keepers and watchmen. And such prisoners were usually dark and damp, usually a small dark chamber, which kept the most hardened, dangerous, menacing prisoners, and they were guarded 24 hours a day. And Paul was kept in this kind of extreme, horrible confinement. He says, more frequent. Oh, that is amazing. And the words more frequent let us know that he went through these events many times. But what did Paul do when he was in prison? Rather than just throw in the towel, grab a box of Kleenex and cry, he said, hey, if I can't get out and preach, somebody bring me parchment and bring me a pen, I'm going to begin writing some letters. And the reason we have the epistles of Paul primarily is because he wrote when he was in prison. That's why he said, I may be bound, but the word of God is not bound. He found a way to do his ministry. That is amazing. Then in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, he adds, and he says, in deaths often. The word deaths, the Greek word thanatos, it describes a mortal, dangerous situation. But here it's used in the plural, which means he faced this on multiple occasions. And in fact, when you read Paul's writings, he frequently talks about the prospect of physically dying. For example, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 31, Paul says, I die daily. And I realize that people tend to spiritualize that verse. 
But Paul was talking about the real prospect of death. He faced the real prospect of death every single day. And the verse could be literally rendered. I am constantly confronted with the prospect of death. To him, that was just not an allegorical statement. He really faced death every single day. But he just made the decision he was going to face it. If that's what he had to do to do his ministry, then that's what he was going to do. Did he want to face it every day? I'm sure he did not. Did he want to go to prison? I'm sure he did not. Did he want to be beaten many times? I'm sure he did not. But if that's what he had to do to finish the assignment, he would do it and push through it. He was going to overcome any obstacle he encountered along the way. And then when you get to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, he adds, Five times received I, forty stripes, save one. Whatever this is, he's been through it five times. We know he's describing a Jewish form of punishment. And again, Paul says he's been through this experience five times. And this punishment is described in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 2 and 3. Listen to this. And it shall be, if the wicked man be worthy to be beaten, that the judge shall cause him to lie down and to be beaten before the face, according to the fault of a certain number. Forty stripes may they give him and not exceed it. Why didn't they give him more than those stripes, 39 stripes? Because this kind of beating was so vicious, it was believed one more stripe would kill the victim. Now, how did they beat this kind of person? They bound them. First, they laid them on their back, and they began to beat them with a whip. And the whip had multiple pieces of leather. And at the end of each piece of leather, there were bone, metal, and fragments of glass. So every time they struck you, the bone, the metal, and the glass would lodge into your flesh. Then the torturer would pull back. It would pull out whole pieces of flesh. There were actually five different cords on the whip. So every time they struck you, you were hit again and again and again. I'm sorry, there were three. Again and again and again. But Paul says, hey, I've been through this five times. So you have to multiply all those lashes multiplied by all those cords, it's 585 lashes left across his body with horrible, horrible open wounds. But what did Paul do? He just believed God for healing and he got it. He got up and moved on. He wasn't going to let anything stop him. He would not stop until his mission was complete. This was a man who refused to be unstoppable. He truly believed the greater one lived in him. He could push through any hassle that he ever confronted along the way. And that's why at the end of his life, he could say, mission accomplished. And my friends, you can overcome anything. If Paul could push through all of these things, I know you've not been through anything this terrible. You can push through what you're dealing with today. You're chosen by God. And if you'll use your faith, the power of God, the name of Jesus, you can push all of those hassles out of the way and do what you've been chosen to do. I'll be back in just a moment and I'm going to pray for you.
Rick Renner's new series, Chosen by God, is jam-packed with strength and encouragement to help you wake up to the fact that you are chosen by God and not just for salvation. God has a specific, marvelous, and powerful plan for your life right now. There is nothing more thrilling than to know you are chosen by God and exactly what He brought you into the world to do. In this powerful 15-part series, Rick will prove to you that God has a specific plan designed just for you. Why you are experiencing so many hassles along the way, you can overcome any roadblock the devil tries to use to stop you. You have everything you need inside you to bulldoze the powers of hell out of your way. That you are exactly the kind of person God wants to choose and use. This 15-part series is available in digital or physical format, starting at just $24. We're also offering you Rick's 304-page book, Chosen by God, with a foreword by Joyce Meyer. Joyce says, in Chosen by God, Rick clearly establishes that many are called, but few are chosen. But why is this the case? What are the necessary requirements for not only being called, but chosen as well? What is the cost of fulfilling God's call upon your life? Rick gives us all the requirements necessary to say yes and to fulfill our God-given destinies. This dynamic book is just $18. Are you ready for a life adventure? Order the 15-part series Chosen by God and the life-changing book Chosen by God. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. This is Rick Renner, and my friends, right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. At the beginning of today's program, I asked, if you're chosen by God, why are you experiencing so many hassles along the way? And our focus today has been to see the life of the Apostle Paul 
who experienced unthinkable hassles as he pressed forward to do what he was chosen by God to do. And he got through all of it because he made a decision to be unstoppable. He laid hold of the power of God, the name of Jesus. He believed the greater one was in him. And at the end of his life, he could say, I did it. I finished my race. I fought my fight. Now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He pushed through every hassle. And so can you. That's what I want you to understand. And that's why I want you to get the series called Chosen by God. It comes with a great study guide. I want you to get this teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you the book by the same title, Chosen by God. It says, has God chosen you for a divine assignment? Will you dare to fulfill it? The answer is yes, he has chosen you, but you have to embrace it and decide to get started. And if you encounter a few hassles along the way, know that that's not unusual, but you have everything you need to just shove it out of the way and keep going forward until you achieve your victory. And if you need somebody to pray with you, reach out to us. We would love to pray with you. And Father, I thank you. The greater one really lives in me and lives in my friend, and we can be unstoppable in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.